It is Wednesday, April 20th. And you are listening to Run That Back. I'm Scott Bunn. And I'm Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. It, and we're back. We're we're at full house. a full full complement of Run yes. That Back. It's been a it's been a few weeks of uh first you were traveling, then I was traveling, so it feels good. We don't have phantom limbs anymore. No. Uh, we've all received clearance to participate <laughs> yes, in the playoff games. Yeah. Exactly. So we're here. Uh, we're really excited to, uh, you know, bring the different uh, Voltron animals that make up Run That Back, uh, whether it's you or me or Fran the Intern. Welcome back, Fran Murphy. How are you, Fran? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. I'm uh, doing pretty well. Good. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the NBA. We're going to be talking about favorite teams. Um, yeah, because the NBA playoffs is heating up, uh, as they like to say. Yes. Um, with the Miami Heat and many other teams, but especially your favorite team, the Boston Celtics, are in the midst of a pretty uh, fascinating series. Uh, I do enjoy how things are immediately labeled the most important series in all of it's, basketball history. It's like, true. It's one game. That was, I, we didn't get to talk about the uh, the final four, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I talked about a little bit last week, but just when they were referring to that Duke North Carolina game as perhaps the most like impactful, but I was like, does no one remember like Duke UNLV? I know. How important? That's, like, that's my or, number one. Yeah. Or by slam, which I like again, yeah. when there was clearly like multiple NBA players, like, I don't know, may, maybe two yeah. go, go from the final four, you know, like, yeah. but it was, just drives me crazy. And the same thing. So yes, Celtics, uh, uh Nets game one was pretty outstanding, particularly, right. you know, anytime you win. Uh, so I guess that's the, it. We'll, we'll talk some Celtics, but that was the first time that the Celtics had won a playoff game with like a buzzer beater yeah. in their history. Yep. That's insane. Save it. Um, save it. But immediately yep. became the most impactful game of all time. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a like game one of a it's really good one. series yeah. of, of a first round yeah, series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so look, we'll get into that a lot more. Uh, but since we last talked, yes. uh, you got to attend uh, a pretty big sporting event here in yeah. our great uh, hometown of Asheville, North Carolina. One, we can extend apologies from Demp Bradford. He mm. used to be on with mm-hmm. you a couple weeks back, and uh, he did let us know in the run-up to a major sporting event Crazy. Uh, that involves a, a country in peril mm-hmm. um, that he just had to deal with uh, with an emergency and uh, wished he could have joined you, but uh, he will again in the future. But uh, congratulations to Demp and the Sports Commission mm-hmm. in Asheville and everyone who was part of bringing the Billie Jean King Cup back to Asheville for the third time, yeah, something that amazing. just doesn't happen. Uh, they love Asheville, and Asheville loves uh, the Billie Jean King Cup. And yeah, it was, it was pretty remarkable. Um, with yeah, uh, the USA facing uh, Ukraine in a mm-hmm. qualifier um, for the, the the finals, and obviously what's at, at at stake with that. So I did get to attend the draw ceremony where they mm-hmm. basically decide all right which uh, two players will face each other in the first match, uh, which then immediately determines who's in the second match, and then you basically flip it the next day, and then they play uh, a doubles uh, if necessary, which turned out it was. But just the urgency of everything um, was just really remarkable Uh, i wasn't there for uh, these comments but uh, the ukrainian captain was sort of saying that felt guilty even having like a cup of tea knowing that there are like relatives like in a bunker somewhere (laughs) um not knowing if they have water or otherwise what a Uh, gut punch that is (laughs) yeah Yeah. just even me hearing that i feel a little guilty i'm like like, taking whatever i can find in the press room like (laughs) can can i eat this yeah um 
So there's that. And then, uh, again, yeah. this is cool. This cool. This was sort of related to me. And then sort of someone was like, well, you know, at least you get to play tennis, you know, and they're like, yeah. and one of the Ukrainians is like, I'm playing because this is the only source of income for my family. Yeah. Um, uh, some who were in Ukraine and some who were able to yeah. uh, get to France kind of thing. So like this, right. This is my, how my family has any chance of survival is me playing t- tennis as much as I can, whenever I can. And they're like, uh, sorry about the glib comment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sorry. Um, so that was uh, amazing, and the draw ceremony was was really nice. They did it in the Thomas Wolf. Mm-hmm. So just uh, you know that that is a nice theater to watch something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not hear music, mm. um, but uh, Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it was nice, and then uh, yeah, again, uh, press conferences and, and hearing from the players. Um, so just the yeah the, the camaraderie between the, the teams and like you know so yes we are competitors uh, mm-hmm. but this week we're sort of all in this together that was really nice um, small little tidbit uh, mm-hmm. so Jessica Pagula who mm-hmm. uh, plays for the US yep. team um, is the daughter of the owners of the Bills and the Sabers is that yes, right yes that's correct yeah. um, she was married in Asheville last year oh was and, she and she talked about oh I love Asheville is my benefit she's like yeah she literally googled scenic weddings and Asheville came up and was like oh I want to go there. Where? in Asheville, do at the we Biltmore, know? Yeah. At the Biltmore, of yeah. course. Yeah, uh, and he probably bought out the entire <laughs> hotel. He's he's a very yes. rich individual. Uh, uh, he and his wife, yes, both of them are. But yeah, I saw that but, she was going to be playing. So just, She's a good player. Yeah, yeah. So she was the yeah she was the USA number one, um, and it did win her match uh, mm-hmm. uh, on on uh, the first day. Um, but yeah, just raving about uh, Asheville, how much they enjoyed their time here, food, mm-hmm. drink, and escape room, that sort of thing. Um, and then just some of the realities of um, there being a Ukrainian mm-hmm. community here that they were able to connect mm-hmm. to and otherwise. It was just, it was all very well handled. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, a shout out to uh, Phil, who's the kind of the communications director mm-hmm. for the USTA. He did a really great job and it was nice, nice. to uh, provide credentials. Um, so it was just it was meaningful and, and to be there for the opening ceremony on Friday mm-hmm. when they did uh, uh, hold a moment of silence and sort of, you know, we, today we all stand together and, you know, uh, with people mm-hmm. who are, you know, being unjustly kind of attacked. Um, so that, 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 that was uh, a whole lot. And then they had this woman, Yulia, who lives in Hendersonville, but originally from Ukraine, who came and sang the uh, Ukrainian national anthem. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was very beautiful. And again, mm-hmm. just uh, to see players kind of tearing up as their mm-hmm. national anthem is being sung and not knowing if their nation is still a nation. Right. Uh, so all of that, you know, outside of the tennis, which turned out to be uh, quite good, was uh, it was just pretty incredible. And uh, hooray that I think... Uh, Asheville didn't push too hard, but did enough to recognize this is not just right. playing tennis this week. And then you got to uh, hear remarks from Billie yeah. Jean King, and then uh, herself uh, on that Friday, the first day, uh, she had had a press conference, and she's just remarkable. I, I was saying she reminds me of like uh, the Madeleine Albright of the sports world. She's just right. so informed and so composed, and has a way of speaking about so many things at once. Um, she also loves Asheville and uh, loved her time here previously. And he's friends with the Gladys Knight who lives in the area. Oh, yeah, that that's right. Stuff. That was really fun. Yeah, they sat together at that mm-hmm. previous one that yep. we saw the, when it was the FedEx Cup. Uh, and she spoke at Fed length Cup. about how uh, Title IX, she th- feels, is like the third most mm-hmm. uh, important piece of kind of equal rights legislation, mm-hmm. if you want to put it that Obviously, with, you know, um, <laughs> voting rights right. and literally the uh, uh, kind of equal rights um, uh 
things. But she's like, yeah, just if not for that, this tournament doesn't happen. Mm. You know, everything from, you know, Brandy Chastain and the U.S. Women's National Team and all these things that we're seeing and the WNBA draft. And she's like, none of that is happening if mm-hmm. not for Title IX and everybody who worked hard to make that happen, Senator Birch by and otherwise. So she is just remarkable. Uh, That's if you great. ever uh, sit and l- listen to her talk or, uh, um, you know, plug into a press conference, it's worth your time because she's just fantastic. Well, great. Thanks for representing Run That Back yes. um, and uh, getting to go to the Billie Jean Cup, yeah. you know, and uh, and seeing all these things. Yeah, again, it's amazing that um, that we're able to have events like that. So, uh, yeah, kudos to the Asheville Buncombe right. Regional Sports Commission. And uh, well, so uh, the USA did end up winning. They they won mm-hmm. their first two matches, and it seemed oh we got. The, but then the second day, you know, they, they, as they sort of. Uh, flipped the the singles matchups. Um, Ukraine ended up winning those two, yeah. making that doubles match uh, necessary, uh, which again was like you know seven six seven five, mm-hmm. um, very close. So uh, those who did go not only were tr- treated to an important event, but also just uh, excellent uh, competitive tennis. Good tennis. That's great. Um, well, thanks for that. Thanks for that report. Um, we why don't we go ahead and introduce our guest? Yes. Um, and. Uh, so we have Fran the intern, um, and uh, we also have uh, this is a, a, a fun connection here. Let's see if we can we can get this all working. Is that a little bit better? That's great. All right. Uh, so uh, he's been on many times before, uh, but this is the first time you've ever been intru- introduced this way. It's Fran the intern's dad, <laughs> Rod Murphy, Rod the dad. <laughs> Welcome back to Run That Back, Rod. Uh, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having my son as the intern. That, no, it's worked out well. We're very happy to have Fran involved. And we reached out to you. We wanted to talk to you about a couple things. So, yes, you know, the the Celtics series is the kind of story of the week right now. And um, as a Boston fan and someone who gets to attend uh, games, often from uh, some nice positions, thanks to some people you know, <laughs> uh, we do want to talk to you about that but also you're a filmmaker and uh, another great uh, thing that's going on in basketball right now is uh, uh winning time the uh, series on hbo um yep. directed by adam mckay and because uh, yeah we loved having you on during the quarantine times to talk about the last dance uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, as a documentary yeah. uh, filmmaker we were really reaching out to people um as that was the one and only thing to talk about in sports for a while <laughs> um but it was great so uh we've got those things so uh scott, scott where, where would you like to start with why that? don't we start with winning time i think that uh, that's a good one um to go ahead and start off with and we did talk with fran a couple weeks ago about it and uh I, I remember that you said that you liked it. I know we're sharing mics, so I'm not going to uh, make you guys dive to each other. But, Rod, how, have you been able to see every episode, or are you still catching up? How no, are you? I've seen them all, yeah. I've, yeah. I think there's seven. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I've seen five, so oh, you're a little okay. bit... So don't, don't spoil it. it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, even though it's historical fact. But, uh, yeah. What it's if, not really historical fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it plays a little bit. So let, we could get into that. But overall, what of your impressions been it's the funnest thing to watch i mean i I despise the lakers just kind of programmed that way but (laughs) i read that book many years ago Uh, yeah the jeff perlman book i think i I don't know i think i kind of skipped around but i still it was good but Mm -hmm. this they're taking some liberties but i just can't believe how how well 
they casted it. Yes. Yes. How great the the the, the people Magic and Kareem yeah. are and, and Norm Nixon. They're just like yeah, such good actors who can actually play basketball, which yeah. is usually the hugest. And then, downfall of most sports movies that, yeah. that aren't good, you know. And then John C. Riley, then oh, the, like the big yeah. stars, you yeah. know, they're like coming through. He's just, I, I have to say, like uh, all of them are great, but I, I, I always find myself being like, I, I really can't wait for the next John C. Riley scene. <laughs> yeah, with his shirt, but there's like one button buttoned. He's and, just, just so and fun. He kind of has that Trump hair, and yeah. you know, and and just uh, that mustache and the smile, and yeah, and everything. I I just can't wait to see him. He's it just took magnetic. A, a little bit to get used to, though, because they're yeah. breaking the fourth wall and yeah. talking right to the mm-hmm. camera. And but you know, once you get past it, it's just like it's so fun. Yeah, and it, it's I don't think you, get, you can take it too seriously because they're obviously messing with some stuff but i I just get lost in it until later i start thinking about it and start like that's not accurate (laughs) yeah well (laughs) i don't know if that quite happened like that uh well but just in terms of like stylistically it does does kind of fit with vice i know that you and i saw vice you know did you see that the dick cheney bio yeah i saw that you know because you know they did some um breaking the fourth wall and like sort of like sort of shifting into like shakespearean language for one scene you know and sort of playing with the reality of what was being presented and they're kind of doing that too also just like the the sort of quality of the film mm, yeah, i don't the think super they're eight. Yeah, yeah i don't think they're shooting it on film probably digitally but like putting in that effect what would you th- say to i that? think it's yeah some sort of filter some but but they do two different kind of right from what i understand they got their hands on some type of camera from that era Mm -hmm. that they are specifically using so yes some of it is uh uh, achieved (laughs) in a lab and some of it is like no we are literally using the camera they would have shot at that time amazing yeah yeah Uh, and they mix mediums and they don't have any problems with it they're just like well this one just feels better for this shot yeah yeah um so um yeah, let's talk about the taking liberties. Um, so there have been some things that you're like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but then there have been some things that I had no idea about. But like the the like uh, the associate of Jerry Tarkanian, the mm. you know longtime head coach at UNLV, that you know Dr. Jerry Buss, um, played by John C. Riley, was trying to woo to the Lakers to to uh, become the next head coach. And there's a thing that happens where like Tarkanian's like best friend and associate it you know gets murdered and um and then Tarkanian's like yeah i'm not going anywhere i'm staying here at unlv and i think that happened and i was i, I googled that immediately i'm like no way that, that oh it actually did and you know no one's been able you know i don't think perlman or anybody can say like yes this definitely happened as a result but you know the timing this individual you know, all of that, like, kind of makes sense. The mob hit, yeah. The mob yeah. hit. Well, the, the the stuff that I, I, I'm amazed at how they made the the first owner, I can't think of his name, the guy oh, that- yeah. Jack, Jack Hent Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Just they, they made him out to be this 
super racist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like, played by Michael Ankeen. Yeah. Right? Is that his name? Um, yeah. Uh, who was from ah. Caddyshack, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the caddy. Yeah. yeah that's Danny right. Noonan. Danny Noonan. That was Danny Noonan. That's right. Danny Noonan. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. Good, good Paul. That was a good one. I knew good I Paul. recognized him. Yeah. But he, I can't imagine <laughs> that guy wouldn't have a lawsuit. Right. And so Jerry West, too. I mean. Well, that's coming out this week. So, yeah, Jerry West is demanding a retraction from HBO. Um, and an apology. I mean, he yeah. looks like a complete hothead, alcoholic, just well, lost his mind kind of guy. I mean, maybe he kind of is. Like, I mean, he's—I don't think he's as extreme as this, but he's kind of nuts. He's you know, like, royalty though. Yeah, NBA he is royalty. royalty so. But like, but I mean, Michael Jordan's kind of nuts. Like these right. guys are just wired differently. So that was you the, know? yeah. So uh, that and then. Uh, uh, Kareem uh, wrote an article about it, and basically his take is it's boring. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what the big deal is, which is sort of. So I think that's what you say if you don't care for something. Yeah. You know? So again, to get all like, you take that back, just makes everybody like run to go see right. it. And yeah. he was like, it's boring. Well, so, also, yeah. if you lived it, yeah, it probably is boring. Right. You know, like I, I mean, especially. Yes, the stuff with magic and the sort of cuts to some of the extracurricular yeah. activities that he was doing. Yeah, it, I think it's just fun, though. Uh, I, and, and I don't find it boring at all. A bigger question. I don't know if you find yourself in that, that position to decide, but to, to choose to do it as a series and not as like a you yeah. know, two and a half hour movie. Or um, a limited run. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it is interesting because you, you do... Um, yeah, it, you get to just. I wonder. Will you think it'll be swings. a second season? I it, mean, it, it got renewed it for did. a second okay. season. But I mean, they they have pretty good stars. You know, Jason Siegel's in it. Um, Adrian Brody, an Oscar winner. You know, Riley, and yeah. then um, they have Tracy Letts. You know, award winning playwright and actor. You know, playing that first coach that that died. Um, yeah, I mean they they have and Sally Field is in it, another Oscar winner. Uh, so they have some pretty big people in that. He as didn't well die as, though. McKinney, the coach, he's playing. He, yeah, he, uh, yes, he did. Yes, McKinney died. Yeah. Yes, no, he didn't die. Oh, he didn't die. I don't think he died. I, I mean, I, I can't remember, and I'm trying not to cheat and looking at. I, just, I think <laughs> he did because I, I feel like he coached the Pacers. No, he didn't come. Yeah, he died. He was in that bike crash. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he died. We'll look it up. We'll, okay. have, we'll have Fran the intern look um, it up. Yeah. I kind of think he coached the Pacers years later. Yeah. The, the thing that's interesting heading into, I believe, this. so I, I'm only a few in. I, I haven't watched, and I sort of uh, uh, agreed with other people, like, just give give wait till they're all available, mm. and don't make me have to be like, who is it going out? <laughs> yeah. the next one? Yeah. Um, but uh, how will Larry Bird be portrayed? Uh, oh, that, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's, that's this next. week's... Yeah. Oh, I can, I can tell you how he's portrayed if you'd like, but I don't want to wreck it for you. <laughs> right. It's 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 a lot. These but, are the liberties. More importantly, how is his mustache portrayed? He, he's part, he looks... It, oh, he really great. looks the part. Is there? Is it an actor that we know? Or no? Okay. But, but apparently, he's been doing Larry Bird imitations for years. Oh, really? He, he's, he's definitely a basketball player. Is it? It's like when. Uh who was it? Um, Rich Little played Johnny Carson on The Late right. Shift, where yeah. you're like, he, yes, Rich Little has been impersonating Carson <laughs> for years, and it's like, all right, you get the gig. Yeah, my daughter told me that it was. A, Bo Burnham was up for that role. Oh, wow. yeah. Which would have been a that would have interesting. Been, that yeah. would have been fun. Uh, what did you find, Fran? Did you find anything about Bones McKinney? McKinney did coach the Pacers. Oh, he, he did? Oh, I lose Rod Murphy that. for the win. Yeah. 
He died in uh, 2018. How about that? All right. Thank you, Fran, the intern, for for doing it. Uh, Why don't we take a quick break, uh, and we'll get into some uh, real-life basketball, not just Mm -hmm. um, uh, in HBO. So we've got um, we've got Rod Murphy here in the studio. Um, so yes, go oh, ahead. So, so we're talking about uh, uh, winning time. Also, a sort of a fun thing was mm. they did the reunion for uh, White Man Can't Jump. Um, oh, nice! So they brought them together. Which also uh, they were talking about the casting and they graded um, people on their sort of basketball abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as it turns out, like actually Woody Harrelson was like the know, best one, a little higher, and then uh, Wesley Snipes was like pretty good um but just had the the swagger that they needed from that character yeah and then they attended this sort of like basketball camp and then mm-hmm. you know just sort of kept them going and but that was a really fun interview i'm not remembering the writer and director mm-hmm. right now ron uh, shelton ron shelton there you yeah. go um but that, that that was a fun sit down and of course they bring rosie perez in mm-hmm. and they're like this movie i mean all the things you just talked about none of it makes <laughs> any matter if you don't have the personality at the center um it was really nice to uh, be reminded of that which again i i remember kind of like in that movie you know yeah, I, I, I liked it enough at the time, um, but uh, it, it, was, it was kind of fun to revisit it. There, there are a couple of shots of Wesley Snipes shooting that you're like, mm, straining credi- credibility right. a little bit. But, but one thing they did talk about was when there's sort of a, uh, a kind of a shoot off, you know, mm-hmm. they you know, sh- kind of shoot free throws maybe from, uh, uh, you know, the top of the key there um and th- where they sort of hit nine and uh, mm-hmm. nine in a row and then finally uh, but those had to be real yeah so that's what uh the director was talking about like you can't have the like shoot and then all of a sudden it just like <laughs> yeah. drops down at yes. this like unbelievable angle yeah which is clearly someone just out of frame going Poof. yeah um so they did you know have to do that and uh m- i think they mostly did it in real time nice uh because yeah he's like if i'm going to be able to sell this we have to at least see some stretch of um, competence at at the top of the film for people to buy some of the um, you know more uh, you know created shots later. Right. Uh, well, let's talk about NBA playoffs. So you know, Tom talked about it a little bit at the top. Uh, we had uh, we have the Boston Celtics going up against uh, Brooklyn Nets, a remarkable matchup in the first round. Usually, the matchups are like I don't know about this. This one, everybody is kind of already penciled in. But Rod, you and Fran whole family big celtics fan um they started off a little bit slow and then the second half of the year they really shifted into a higher gear so when when you got into like when you got closer to the playoffs were you just saying anybody but the nets i i was resigned it was going to be the nets okay. all along just i felt like it's this is the way it happens if you're from yeah. massachusetts the last thing you want to happen happens so, <laughs> yes yeah. i just I, I, the, in the they didn't start off slow. They were horrible. Yeah. And they were horrible last year. You can say it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> they were just really not fun to watch. Yeah. Like so just frustrating. And we watched that's that's the time mm-hmm. I spend with Fran. And we watched yeah. most games. Yeah. And I just it must be impossible to watch them because it was just swearing and <laughs> and just disgruntled and saying stupid things that, you yeah. know. Boston people say yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. That you can't say as soon on as they turned radio. it. Yeah. yeah, as soon as they turned it, it just started being fun. They started moving the ball, yeah, and playing hard, and something just clicked. I think the the coach's system just kicked in, and 
Yeah. And Tatum stepped up. He just right. went up a rung. Uh, Marcus Smart gets a little credit for that. He kind of mm-hmm. called a team meeting being like, we're not playing for each other. We're playing for ourselves. And like, th- this is not who we are and all that kind of stuff, um, which initially was like, you don't tell me what to do kind of thing. And then they're like, maybe he's right. You know? um, mm-hmm. So he's a, a good point guard. Like, a big week for him. He mm-hmm. got named uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, which was the first time that a guard has been named that since Gary yeah. Payton. Oh, interesting. Uh, so Gary, Gary Payton announced it. So that was yeah. kind of a nice uh, Oh, that's really cool. That, that they're, they're smart about those things. Uh, but uh, no, I, I agree. Yeah. So uh, uh, my brother, same thing. We're like, we got to get rid of this coach. Go to that. And I was like, we're, <laughs> we're six weeks in. Yeah. You know? Like, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So which is, I'm so glad to have you guys on because uh, yeah, Boston fans are specific. They've had relative success for a long time. Again, Bruins have been mostly pretty good for a while yeah the last time they won a stanley cup was a, a good amount back but it still has happened and again <laughs> yeah uh, I'm, as a sabers fan i'm like yeah i take yeah the success. century yeah. Yeah. same thing the celtics are like it's like they have found a way to turn like these little point guards into these like stars for a couple years and then have to replay but again but there there's just how come we don't win everything right away um uh, because they know that success is possible, particularly when one of the other you know four teams is is probably just a couple years away from a championship. Obnoxious, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's that, obnoxious. Again, you, you can say it, not me. Yeah, yes. you can say it. I, I, I totally you have to endure it. us. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I endured many Patriots victories right. uh, over the last twenty years. So, uh, but yes, and so. Um, so yeah, it was a sort of weird beginning, bad start of the season. Then they really took off. So let's just talk about this game because uh, I haven't, you know, I was traveling and everything. But like Sunday afternoon, sort of like sat down and I was like, oh, this aligns perfectly with me getting able to watch this game. And right from the beginning, it was like back and forth. And you know, Durant wasn't shooting well, but Kyrie was going off. Tatum was playing great. It was just like these two teams don't like one another. There's the whole Kyrie thing, which I know we're going to get into. Um, but the game itself was just so much fun to watch. And and then coming down, I don't think we need to recap the whole thing, but but coming down to you know a, a buzzer beater with Tatum, the new guy, um, and also he had def- uh, defended Durant on the other end for his, his sort of last minute three point last second three point shot. It was just a great game. So I, I'd love to hear from you guys who were watching it, and were you just like going out of your mind watching this game, or were you like, okay, we'll see what happens? Were you fatalistic? I was kind of kicking myself that we didn't go. We, we could have oh, went. Yeah. It was just too busy to get up there and back. Mm-hmm. But uh, it would have been amazing to be in the building. Mm-hmm. But it, it was it was like a game seven. It felt like yeah, like, yeah. And Tom said it was a. Game one, like it was only game one, but it it had the stakes of game seven. What did you think, Fran? It didn't feel like a first round game at all. Yeah, that felt like a conference finals. Totally, like, these teams should be matched up later. Yeah, in the first round. <laughs> well, and some of that is just thanks, Kyrie. Well, yeah, because of the the Nets' weird season. Like we talk about the Celtics having a weird season, the Nets had an even weirder season because of Kyrie, because of James Harden. Um, yeah, and so they just happen to be a seventh seed when their talent suggests that they should be higher. So mm-hmm. it's that. So what do you guys uh, – we'll get to Kyrie in a minute, but what do you guys think moving forward? Do you think like, okay, we uh, 
you know, we won by one point at home and Durant didn't play especially well. Are you guys like, okay, we got to keep this up or do you think, no, we, we can do this? I think it's, I think we could still do it. Yeah. Because Durant didn't have a great game, but Kyrie did. Mm-hmm. And you think it's, it kind of balances out because mm-hmm. you think eventually Kyrie is going to have a lesser game and Durant. It's kind of inevitable he's going to go for 40 at some yeah. point. Yeah. But also, um, if Rob Williams comes back or not, it plays a huge factor. Yeah. They're talking about maybe, maybe by Monday. But, but same thing. Um, Monday also might be when we uh, see the return of mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Who we haven't seen in almost exactly a year. Like yeah, it'll be, be a year in just a few. Bring him on, yeah. I, yeah, I know. I just see him cover Tatum first game back after his tragic year off yeah. sabbatical. I, I, I think they're going to bring him in slowly. I mean, yeah, he hasn't played you know year, competitive yeah. basketball in a year. <laughs> now you're in the playoffs and having to guard, yeah, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. That's uh, that's tough. Tatum went out. I mean, I don't think he could have did this last year. There's something about him that just looks mm. different. Yeah, you know, he just seems like he's he he belongs there now. Where last year he's trying to convince himself, you know, against Durant, who's sort of kind of a mentor or yeah. just like a he's sort of like a Durant character. Yep. You know, the longer uh, what I appreciate it. This something mm-hmm. I, I talked about last week um, about the the end of the uh, North Carolina Kansas game mm-hmm. is. I just don't like that. Hey, we we just need a basket. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. So dribble, dribble, step back from mm-hmm. behind the three point line. It's like, but I'm getting yes, I understand. Many players can do that, but like we don't need three. You just need two to win. Right. So why would you try to get something a little closer? So uh, with the Celtics down by one, it wasn't somebody doesn't come down and just jack up a deep three. So Marcus Smart had that opportunity, but mm-hmm. two players close on him, so he uh, holds it. Um, takes a step in and hooray uh, jason tatum stays alert cuts to the basket catches it spins around Kyrie, and puts in a layup so when you hear buzzer beater you're sort of imagining this kind of like running three-pointer mm-hmm. like at the end of the socon tournament yeah right. kind of thing. Uh, but no it was actually a layup uh, yeah. so a layup buzzer beater is really specific but it came from discipline and just being like we need to get the best shot possible and even if we have to wait till one second left on the clock to get it because maybe the defense sort of relaxes a little bit as you get mm-hmm. closer to the those uh, zero um, so that's that's what I liked. It wasn't Jason Tatum being like, "Everybody, just get it out of the way." Yeah, I right. need to throw it up from sixty feet away. Like, no, let's let's find the best available mm-hmm. shot. Uh, and Marcus Smart made, made a great intuitive pass. He did. In the in the Nets defense, definitely relaxed a little. Mm-hmm. Kyrie and and Durant were standing around, and well, Kyrie hacked them too. Uh, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Is that the Nets defense did not play well, uh, and I think that's what the Celtics have going for them is that they can score with with the Nets too. I mean, we talk about Durant and Kyrie, but Jalen Brown and Tatum, they can put up numbers, especially Tatum. And yeah, Nets defense is not that good. Tom, we want to talk some Kyrie Irving right now. Uh, we do. This is uh, uh, something I want to talk about. So yeah, the other story that came out of game one was uh uh, Kyrie Irving, who is, is hearing it from the Boston Celtics fans. Again, yeah, Boston fans, as we've talked about, are not necessarily the most pleasant group of people. Um, but uh, Kyrie Obnoxious, did, I think, is yes. the word I'm allowed to use. Um, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, 
Celtics gave up some assets to uh, mm-hmm. you know bring him in, and he you know played for a year and another. Yeah, but they're like, oh, I'm definitely I want to be a Celtic. I mean, no, I want to leave again. So he sort of. Uh, reverse course and left mm-hmm. um so they have reason not, not not to like him and he's just sort of you know uh, an opinionated pillow as well so they're into him and he's like i'm, I'm not going to take this anymore so he was uh caught kind of flipping the bird a couple times to the, the double bird to the, and the yeah. double bird um and he, he was sort of this is just sort of you know they give it to me i give it back again it's not really hostility it's just sort of all that kind it was of fun i, uh, I kind of yeah. liked it yeah um but so there is that which is the question of so uh, are are there uh, players on other teams that you just find yourself uh, just getting so uh, upset with that can be uh, you know any of the sports teams uh, current or or former um uh, you know, goes back. Well, I remember, yeah, Bill Lambeer is someone who I always, oh, always yeah. why doesn't he? <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed to play <laughs> uh, because it tends to be a player who is both uh, an adjutant uh, but also mm-hmm. uh, excellent at the same time. Yeah. And Bill Lambeer is a perfect example of that. So, uh, Rod, does anybody come to, well, to mind when same you watch team? Isaiah was very oh, much like yes. that. You know, he was he was Isaiah unbelievably yeah. good, and but also just. You know, had disparaging things to say about Boston always, mm-hmm. and, and any team that was in front of him, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember he was on a thirty for thirty that Pistons Bad Boy Pistons, which was great, and he was being interviewed, and I and I was watching it with my wife Jenny, and I said, God, I hate that guy. And she was like, Why? He seems like the nicest guy. I was like, Exactly. He's just <laughs> such a jerk, and he seems like the nicest guy. Fran, do you have do you have somebody that you want to share? Oh uh, yeah, I strongly dislike uh, Clay Thompson. Oh really? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Just for his like reactions and his celebrations. <laughs> He thinks he looks so cool, but he just really does not. <laughs> I love that one. Everybody, he seems to have universal uh, approval rating, except for Fran. I, I, for me, no. I love it. You're like, he has 99% approval rating. <laughs> yeah. uh, mine back in the day was Brian Cox, the linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like, he hated Buffalo. We hated him. He, he, flip the double bird and it was not in fun like Kyrie. Mm-hmm. It was that. But I, I would have to say currently it's Tom Brady. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, can't stand that guy. Um, but then you had another one. Uh, this is something I want to talk about, which is like, is there a player on on your own team, when the teams you follow, that just, yeah, gets you so mad? So again, for example, what, having you here, my <laughs> older brother Bob uh, just could not stand Paul Pierce. So F. Paul Pierce was sort of a, a, a steady uh, statement in our house. Uh, just something about because he just saw him sort of uh, play well, but like important, drive the lane, and short arm it. Dunk, and nope, and you lose by one kind of thing. Um, oh. So there's that. But uh, for me, it's specific. We talk about uh, 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 Premier League. I like following uh, Manchester City and uh, Raheem Sterling mm-hmm. is like the guy. Just so, just like how many almost times can you score? Yeah. How many times can like a perfect pass be given to you and you just be like, oh, uh, yeah, and just sort of looks like what happened? What happened is you didn't succeed yeah. at the thing you were paid to do. Yeah, he. He can never do the easy ones, yes. but then the hard ones he nails. And you're like, why don't you? Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, one that I think is I, I don't understand it, but it's it's out there that everyone seems to hate is 
Novak Djokovic. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> including Tom. Yes. I, I don't know why. I don't like him for some reason, but I, then I think he's probably not a terrible guy. Uh, same thing. If you hear an interview and his, his backstory is remarkable and he really doesn't. But, yeah, it just says histrionics on the court. Or, A, we've always talked about this, uh, which is, you know, when you have favorite players that are then beaten soundly by this mm. other player, you sort of like... You, you beat my my dad, you know, like you're just <laughs> sort of upset about it. But yeah, his histrionics and just like tearing off his shirt and the whole like swooping arms to the four corners of the court. You're like, oh, really? Yeah. So anything from you guys, like any of these, your favorite teams, the Boston teams, anybody that you don't like, current or past? Or, it doesn't have to be that. But again, it just you find yourself for some reason annoyed. getting so frustrated yeah. with them. Uh, Ky- Kyrie when he was with Boston, oh yeah, that's just a good he one. just ruined that whole last season. He was. It was just a miserable time to watch yeah. basketball. It's yeah. so unfun. Yes. And he's so good. Yes. He's so unbelievably good, but yeah. he just didn't care, wanted out. You know, it was just that that to me is the apex of it. Besides, you know, for my own team that I like, but A Rod's probably in the uh, oh, rush yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. With the Yankees, who who I do like, for some reason, Jabba Chamberlain, who, again, was sort of oh, like yeah. a middle relief pitcher, but with like the flat-brimmed cat. Yeah, yeah. But he just was like, what are you doing? Like, you just have to get three players out. Yeah. Uh, and again, I don't know why. Again, he's, you know, it's not like he's like, oh, Chalmers is watching. Let me bounce one off the backstop. You you're, know? you're like uh, the Keenan Thompson thing. Just fix it. Yeah. yeah. One, fix, two, eight, three, fix it. Yeah. Fran, what's, uh, what's yours? The frustrating player on your own team? Uh, sometimes it's Marcus Smart. Like, oh, yeah. That's a I good one. Him, but sometimes he gets in this mode where he makes a couple shots and he thinks he can just shoot every time he dribbles down the court. And it's not the best, but then he'll bounce back and dive on the floor, get a steal, and then I instantly love him again. Yeah, I, I think currently, like, um, uh, Cole Beasley, I was frustrated with for reasons not on the field um, because of his anti-vax stuff that you're just like, why are you ruining this for us, man? Like, you know, so that was really frustrating. But I always loved, um, th- I- I'm going to, tell a story on my dad um i always talk about my mom on the show mm-hmm. but my dad also you know loves the bills and um and watching sports he had a particular dislike for stefan gilmore um remember who was a top 10 draft pick um for the bills and then went on to Patriots. to the Patriots and played much better with the Patriots. My dad hated Stefan Gilmore <laughs> and he was like, this guy gets burned all the time and, you know, like everybody thinks he's great and he's just not good and he was never good with the Bills. Uh, like, and, and he would always be like blaming it on the safety or something like that and he, and then suddenly he gets to the Patriots and he's like the shutdown corner. But my dad was just hated Stefan Gilmore just like, and the, my dad is not usually that guy, but he was just always call him out and be like that's stefan gilmore kind of like uh your brother bro uh, brother bob <laughs> mm-hmm. you know with paul pierce yeah uh and didn't they also uh particularly uh because so then there's announcers like, there's, that's a whole nother category <laughs> <laughs> some people just have an intolerance for oh, certain yeah. uh, announcers uh they're like oh this guy yeah <laughs> I, I'd rather, if i don't mind uh, i'd could you turn the volume down? <laughs> oh, it or, was, uh, or you listen to the radio <laughs> broadcast, uh, so you yes. don't have to listen to that. It, well, yeah, you you remember this? My parents hated Dan Deardorff. Yeah, you know, and it's not like within like you know you. And get these the are like road- the nicest people you've ever met. <laughs> yeah. They're so pleasant yeah. and just so supportive about. But it. they like you know like. 
what was wrong with the, with the NFL, you got that rotation of announcers. So, you know, if you're watching the Bills every week, you're, you're getting different voices. But if you watch Monday Night Football, you're going to get Dan Deardorff, and they just hated him. So my dad would watch it with the remote, <laughs> and every time he'd start talking, mute, demute, you know. And, yeah, <laughs> thanks for remembering that. They just hated Dan Deardorff. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got one more retroactive. That's yes. good. Kurt Schilling, just oh, yeah. just absolutely yeah. the worst. Like he went from the greatest mm-hmm. to five years later when you found out who he was. Yeah, just a pile of it. You know. Yeah, I, I he yes, I, I I think that's a good one. And he's, I mean, he's not in the Hall of Fame because of it. Yeah, that, uh, it can't happen. Um, but uh, with all these things, uh, again, sometimes we need those outlets. Mm. And it's, I think there's sometimes you're sports like, hate. Yeah, makes like, it fun. I just yep. need to have this uh, person to point my rage at. Um, but at least it's an act of. We've talked about. This, I, I don't do the fantasy sports or otherwise because I don't want to direct uh, uh, anger at someone <laughs> for an injury. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like again, at least again, Raheem Sterling is fine, but I, I am angry because like we should be ahead for nothing and not one nothing. And oh, now we gave up a late goal. Oh, now we lost two one. Yes. Hey, okay, so there's the three. Um, but uh, yeah, so sometimes you just like uh, so. The uh, ultimate example of that was Mario Chalmers, which was uh, people oh, yeah. on his own team. Like, <laughs> yes. like uh, there was a YouTube channel was like, "Who's yelling at Mario Chalmers?" And they would just find different clips of people uh, just was, yelling at Mario Chalmers, it was, it was who was a, part of a championship team. Mm. Obviously, he was, you know, he was, uh, 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 you know, one on the college level, one yep. on the uh, the pro level. But for some reason, everybody on the Heat would be like, "Come on!" And so that was their own version yeah. of. Sometimes you just need somebody to yell at. Yeah, he's the like one kid in the group that you're like, yeah, we're just gonna do. Yeah, it was back uh, back when Tumblr was a thing. Oh, like there, there was go. a Tumblr account, and so every day they would have different pictures of different people yelling <laughs> at Mario Chalmers. It was really pretty you fun. You can't yell at LeBron or or Wade. Nope. You gotta yell at somebody. Yeah. And LeBron needs somebody to blame. <laughs> yep. You know, sometimes. So yeah. Along the way. Uh, before most of sports were interrupted, we used to do, uh, at the time, the Steve Sex Syndrome sports calendar. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, we uh, haven't, as there wasn't a lot of local sporting events to report. But when uh, Fran found us and asked if there are things that uh, he might be able to do to support mm-hmm. the show, I was like, let's bring back the sports calendar. Yes. yes. So uh, here is the Run That Back sports calendar brought to you by Fran Murphy. The Asheville Taurus dropped to 1-9 with a 6-7 to seven loss yesterday versus the Jersey Shore Blue, Cla- Blue Claws. Mm-hmm. 635 game started today. Charlotte FC is taking on the Greenville Triumph tonight at 7 in the third round of the U.S. Open Cup. Duke star Paolo Banchero officially declared for the draft earlier today. He's a projected lottery pick. Nice. The Carolina Hurricanes on Monday improved to 49-20-8 with a 5-3 win over the Arizona Coyotes. They have a game tomorrow against the Winnipeg Jets. The Atlanta Braves lost 5-1 to today against the Dodgers, and they fell to 6-8. and Next game is Friday against the Marlins. And lastly, the Atlanta Hawks lost 115-105 to to the Heat last night to fall behind 2-0 in the first round. Jimmy Butler joined Dominique Wilkins mm-hmm. as the only players to have a 45-0-0 game, <laughs> meaning 45 <laughs> points, zero turnovers, and zero fouls. 
Wow, that's that's a oh, great nugget. That was great. Jimmy Butler was fantastic last night. Sometimes Jimmy on. Butler can remind you, like, oh wait, you you are an alien. That's right. I yeah. forgot yeah. that sometimes that can happen. Like just like ripping down rebounds and like just going full court and just like it's not necessary for anybody else to be on the court at the time. Uh, uh, Fran, that was fantastic. Was that was that uh, the the arc of our our week? Yeah, great. I uh, think we you. need to have a Carolina Hurricanes show because yeah, they're tearing it up on the ice. Yeah, do you say that? Uh, we saw the um, we saw the return of the USFL this past yes. week too, uh, which was pretty funny. Uh, f- funny. Did you guys? Did anybody watch it? Yeah, I, I I didn't either. I just saw that it was on, and yeah. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. the USFL is back. Uh, but I saw this. Um, um, I, I saw this little thing. So Mike Riley, do you remember he was a head coach in um, for the Chargers um, mm-hmm. a, a number of years ago? And he, I think Oregon before yep. that. Um, so Mike Riley was a head coach in the AAF. He was an offensive coordinator in the XFL. And now he's a head coach in the USFL. He also coached in the World League of American Football in the 90s. <laughs> and this is uh, this guy... Um, Roger Sherman, who writes for The Ringer, said, Nobody has ever been this passionate about alternate spring pro football leagues. So (laughs) kudos to to Mike Riley. Mike Riley. Uh, So uh, I was uh, traveling this past week, didn't get to bring in a lot of sports, but um, when um, we found ourselves, we were out and about on. you know, Sunday last um, in Washington, D.C., and we had been out like riding bikes and going to memorials and museums. And so we were just like, and then we were meeting friends later. Um, so we were like, okay, we're just going to decompress in the hotel. Let's see if there's something on TV. And the kids were flipping through, and both Stella and Levi went, Hey, look, the Masters is on. And they stopped, and we watched the Masters, <laughs> not my choice, theirs. And I was like, what is happening in this family? This is amazing. <laughs> and my wife, Jenny, who is, you know, sports positive, um, but she was even a little bit like, really? We're watching the Masters? <laughs> you know? And she's like, so anyways, uh, I got to watch the, the last day of the Masters a, a little bit. So um, thanks to my kids. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing a fine job so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I even did it, but uh, there we go. Uh, great. And then, yeah. We, there's uh, so much more to talk about, uh, and we have uh, just a few minutes to do so. Um, but yeah, we're excited about the the other series. Uh, we hope to be able to talk about. But yes, the yeah. the uh, Golden State Warriors just look like they did a few years back when they were just remarkable. Uh, I like watching Warriors games because you can watch for about seven minutes and see some of the most incredible basketball you've ever seen. You're yeah, like, good. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, I just saw things I didn't know were possible. Yeah, and against the Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. with the reigning MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic, who will probably win the MVP again. I, it's between him, Simmons, and Giannis, so we'll see what's going to happen. So I know there are listeners. Embiid. Yes, that's right. Um, uh, what did I say? Simmons. 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 I, yeah, no. That would be awesome. The, <laughs> yeah, the if MVP. he won the MVP, everybody would be like, what? What just happened? Uh, but I know there are listeners who are interested in the Nuggets. So Yes. Thanks for listening to Run That Back. We'll see you next week.